Welcome in to the Thursday edition of the Locked on Syracuse podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Be sure to check out BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. On today's show, we've got one of the newest members of this Syracuse football class of 2021. It is Hayden Nelson. We're going to talk all things Syracuse, all things football growing up in Wisconsin. He'll also break down what it truly means to go on a virtual tour. This is a two-part series, so you'll get some today, some tomorrow. But before we get to that, please be sure to check us out online at LO underscore Syracuse on Twitter. We've got a new Twitter game up that Tim put out there. It's the What Ifs of Syracuse basketball recruits. So go check that out. Go give us a follow as well and keep up to date with the podcast, new episodes, teasers, all that good stuff. The only daily Syracuse podcast on the market. Let's talk to Hayden Nelson. All right, pleased to be joined now on the phone by one of Syracuse's many commits in this class of 2021. It's Hayden Nelson from Wisconsin. Hayden, thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Before we get into all of the football stuff with you, just wanted to ask you how you and your family are doing right now with everything that's going on. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, first of all. And uh, everyone's doing good. You know, family, uh, my dad's got to work uh, at his company. But other than that, everybody's at home and we're all just trying to you know, stay busy, stay healthy. So how have you been passing the time, Hayden, or maybe staying in shape, too, given that I know this is kind of an awkward time for for an athlete to be in? Yeah, no doubt. I've been trying to, to work out twice a day, every day. And then, you know, with schoolwork, uh, takes up a good amount of time. And then you always got Xbox. So I'm trying to stay busy. What's the game that you're playing right now? Right now, it's that new Call of Duty game, uh, Modern okay. Warfare. Gotcha, gotcha. That seems to be the popular one amongst the the commits right now. I guess this is something that's always kind of provided an interesting answer, not just with recruits, but really anyone you ask. Um, the day that the world kind of stopped, whether you view that as the night that Rudy Gobert contracted coronavirus or the next day when seemingly everything got canceled, do you remember what you were doing the day all of that kind of went down? Um, I would say the day that it, it kind of hit for me was when the NBA got canceled because it was like, you know, the NBA just got canceled. Like, wow. And I don't even know like what I was doing. I, th- I remember I was at home when I saw the news and it just kind of hit me. I was just like, geez, like this is kind of it's history that we're a part of. Well, I think everyone at Syracuse is really excited that you've chose the orange here and definitely have a lot uh, that you're bringing to the table. Um, I was just curious when kind of the news comes out, you know, a lot of us find out via the coaches tweeting the emojis and keeping us up to date that way. We saw the emojis come out and then it took maybe a day or a day and a half later until you made it official. Um, So was there a little bit of a time lapse there between you telling the coaches and then going public with it on Twitter? Yeah. um, So, yeah, and I actually listened to the podcast, so I know you guys uh, connected the dots with the, with, uh, Kramer cooked in the Wisconsin emojis, <laughs> but it was pretty cool. But yeah, I, um, I told Coach Bayers I was committed on on a Saturday, and then uh, me and Coach White kind of figured out that uh, the best way to do it was to announce it on Monday, just kind of at the start of the week. So that's kind of how we figured it out. 
You know, that's so smart because kids these days, they're so obsessed with the Instagram timing of when you're going to post You're Like, okay, I'll post this mm-hmm. at like six. So <laughs> it's got a good little shelf life there. So we, we like to call ourselves some social media sleuths on this, but credit to you mm-hmm. starting off the week, getting Q's fans in the right mindset, heading into yet another week in the quarantine. So we appreciate that. Um, yeah. The virtual tour is something that's very interesting to both Tim and I, because we know, so you didn't visit Syracuse at all in person, correct? Nope, never. All right, so you're taking a little bit of a leap of faith here. What goes on in the virtual tour? I mean, for me, because, you know, before the virtual tour, I've been on, like, FaceTime calls with, you know, the whole defensive staff, and as many times as I can remember. So I kind of learned the football side, but the virtual tour for me was, was more the academics and seeing campus, the dorms, the facilities and everything that I would see on, on a visit. How does that start? I, I'm just fascinated by this. Like, is it a Zoom call, and then you get on the line with Kramer, and then he kind of walks you through each academic building, and what were they showcasing during the tour, I guess? Mm-hmm. Well, I actually had to host the meeting because for, I think, NCAA rules or whatever, I have to be the one that sets it up and hosts it. Okay. Like and then, yeah, and then, um, so it started with kind of talking to one of the academic advisors and kind of seeing the process of me and a student athlete at Syracuse. And I was like 30 minutes, just kind of asking questions. Me and my dad were and then yep. Kramer cook, uh, he was kind of doing the whole thing. So then he, he started, uh, you know, explaining everything. And then they had one of, uh, one of the students actually came on and, and gave me a campus tour from the, the website and these Google maps. Huh. It was, so it was a process, but, but they had it all figured out. So it was just a regular student that kind of showed you around yeah, I think she was part of the football team in some way. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so how comfortable does it seem like this coaching staff is with you coming despite you not actually taking an in-person visit? Um, I mean, like I said, you know, I've talked to them more times than I can count. So you know, I really love the staff, and I, and I think they like me too a lot. So, you know, we're really comfortable with each other. And I think uh, it just kind of came down to with everything going on with this quarantine they're just going to do the best they could to show me Syracuse and and see how I fit in and I just kind of you know you know I felt like that was the right fit getting back to the virtual tour real quick the virtual tour Mm -hmm. ends with you chatting with coach Babers correct yep yes sir okay so how long is the thing in total and this will be my last question about the virtual tour how long is the Mm -hmm. thing in total and then what was that conversation with coach Babers like at the end um, I would say it was like uh, an hour and a half, two hours, and then talked to Fairs for like 15 minutes at the end. But they okay. actually showed a um, like a highlight reel from the season and a bunch of stuff. And then it was like Coach Babers talking in the video, and they took the video off and Coach Babers in the chat. So it was pretty cool just to, to see that. Wow. That's kind of a cool little entrance for him right there. So mm-hmm. how comfortable exactly are you? And, and you're taking this giant leap of faith without having been somewhere and, and you're committing to four or five years now at this new place without having visited it. Have you taken this sort of a leap of faith like this before in your life? Um, I mean, you know, not really, no. But uh, to <laughs> me, it just kind of what I was looking for was a staff that, you know, love football and that that's definitely Syracuse. And, you know, I just feel really comfortable it kind of felt like um, a while ago it was going to be a super hard decision, but but this decision just kind of felt easy for me to go to Syracuse. Uh, so I know you have some pretty good offers outside of Syracuse, Iowa State, Indiana. Can you walk us through kind of your recruiting process? Who was sort of the first schools to offer you? And 
when Syracuse became that it team for you? Oh, yeah. So I've kind of been through the process, I guess, my sophomore year. Um, I wasn't on the varsity team as a freshman. A couple of, team, couple of kids got moved up, but I wasn't one of them. So, you know, I was kind of kind of hungry going into that offseason. And uh, my head coach, who he went down to Enterprise Alabama now, but at the time he really believed in me. So he gave me an opportunity to start in a scrimmage. And uh, Iowa was there, the University of Iowa. So that was when the first time I got recruited was by them because they were at the scrimmage or something like that. And then so that kind of started. So it was kind of early because that was before my sophomore season even started. And then I had pretty good film my sophomore year. So schools came came uh, to school. A bunch of schools came into my school to talk to me and my coach. And it just kind of went from there. Quick time out from Hayden Nelson to tell you about our favorite protein bar on the market, Tim. That's Built Bar. And I got to say, I've got a new number one. I keep digging through that box <laughs> that Built Bar sent us. And we've got a new leader in the clubhouse. It is the double chocolate mousse. Cannot recommend it enough because these bars are the most tasty bars. It feels like you're eating a candy bar, but in reality, you're getting about 16 to 20 grams of protein every time you put one of these things down. And it's only 110 calories too. It's like, I don't know how they pulled this off where they taste so good, they taste like a candy bar. I think whoever, whatever is the bar that we ate most recently, that's the leader in the clubhouse. That's what we keep doing. I have not tried the double chocolate yet, but I'm kind of saving that one. I've got a handful of them left from this box, so I'm looking forward to that one for sure. We are definitely victims of recency bias, but that's okay. <laughs> you too can go experience the great taste of Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order. How many schools that offered you had you visited? Um, I really had like, I had three offers going into my junior year. Then I had like five or six after my junior year. And then I just kind of blew up and, and had like, I think I had 22 offers to end it. So I went to those six schools and then I was like, the, there's like 12 more that offered me that I hadn't been to. So you mentioned you haven't taken a visit to Syracuse. Growing up in Wisconsin, have you been to the Northeast at all, or how often have you been maybe around New York or Massachusetts or anything? Uh, I've been to the Carolinas, but other than that, that's about it. Okay. Yeah, it's Tim's neck of the woods. He loves yeah. it down there. I love it down there, too. And you'll get to go down there, I think, a couple of times, whether it's Wake Forest, Duke, UNC, NC State. Yeah, so yeah. you'll get to check out the Carolinas a fair amount. When you look at everything going on with coronavirus and the fact that, okay, you're you're going to be missing out on some camps this summer at a, a bunch of different schools, and it may impact whether or not there even is a high school season. We don't exactly know yet. So I guess what, I, what I'm trying to say is, do you expect a lot of schools to try to hop in to your recruitment later on in, in the process, especially if you do have a really big senior year? Uh huh. Well, you know, that's kind of what the staff has already told me, you know, before I committed, they said they wanted me to be all in. They said they know that I'm going to have a really good senior year and that schools like uh, in the Big Ten, like Iowa and Wisconsin are going to come. But you know, I just kind of reassured them that, that, you know, this was home for me. And I do expect those schools to come, but, you know, I'm committed to Syracuse. So. so the coaching staff has obviously been after you for a while now. You said you're doing the FaceTime calls with them. What was kind of their main pitch to you to get you to come to Syracuse? And who of the coaches really stood out in the process that was recruiting you hard? 
for sure Coach Reynolds. He kind of, you know, we FaceTime a bunch. I'd watch film. Their pitch to me was that I fit in super well. And, uh, you know, I always love their how Coach Babers preaches family and, and his main thing about culture. So that's kind of something that I, I really think that is, is bigger than football sometimes. And you got to have a family uh, on the team for sure. When was the first moment, whether it's you're a little kid growing up watching a game on TV or, I mean, even as late as when, when you get the first kind of offer and call from Syracuse, when was your first acquaintance with Syracuse football? I mean, if I, if I think back, I was always a, a super big NFL fan, so I wasn't like a big college football fan. But I think the earliest uh, they, came, they came to school after my sophomore year, Coach Kavanaugh did. So that was like my first time meeting them and, and knowing the staff. So where were you when uh, Syracuse officially offered you or you found out about that for the first time? So I talked to, to Coach Reynolds on the phone um, on one day, and he kind of said that he saw me as, as a guy that, that could be offered. And he said, you know, he kind of explained everything about my film that he really liked, and there's a lot of stuff that's got to fit in. But he said he wanted to talk to my head coach first. So, you know, I was like, definitely you should do that. And then uh, the next day at school, uh, yeah, I FaceTimed him in uh, my football locker room, and he kind of just let me know that they were going to offer. Okay, that's pretty cool. What specifically in your film did Coach Reynolds really like? Oh, uh, he just kind of said – he said that the biggest thing was that, you know, I'm just starting now to, to scratch the surface of, of how good I can be. I'm kind of just an athletic dude that, that really needs to, to learn how to how to be uh, – get everything perfect at defensive end. There's a lot of technique that goes into it, but he's kind of saying that, I have all the all the early, early tools like like bending the the edge, you know, using my hands, being fast, being physical, being aggressive. So, how exactly would you describe your game and what you bring to a football team? I think my my best quality is that you know I just love the game of football. A lot of guys, you know, they're athletes and, and everything. They got the speed, but you know, they don't love the game like I do. So, you know, I, I can hustle. I'm a hustle for every single play that I get. I'm a never stop you know I'm a hard worker and you know I got a little bit of athletic ability and some talent to go behind that so that's kind of what fuels me where does that passion come from oh man I mean as early as I can remember you know it's my life has just been around football and you know everything I do is about football when did you realize that maybe you could make this into a college career or play at the d1 level I mean that was kind of my my goals as a as a youth player I actually played running back and I was a pretty good running back, so my plan was to, to play running back in college and then got a little bit bigger going into high school and played a defensive line for the first time my freshman year. Do you ever wish you were maybe 5'10", 5'11", and could still play running back? <laughs> uh, I mean, if I had the speed, you know, uh, yeah, definitely. But I, I think I don't think I can keep up with some of those guys now. You're We've always quick, thought, you, you're, yeah, you've got the, the speed on your tape, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, I got some good tape for defensive linemen, but when it comes down to dudes like Saquon Barkley, I don't got that speed. <laughs> I don't yeah, think anyone really does. That's a different gear, yeah. for sure. So, yeah. I saw on 247sports.com, they've got you at 248 pounds right now, I think. I've seen other places, maybe mm-hmm. 230 or something. What's your weight right now? And then what is kind of your ideal weight for maybe when you got to Syracuse or as the coaching staff talked about maybe putting you on a plan to add some weight? So right now I'm like 236 and I played uh, last year at 240 and then uh, I played basketball this year and I lost like 20 pounds. So I've been putting on in muscle. I feel a lot lighter, a lot faster. 
already, but uh, they kind of said, you know, 240 is a good way for me coming into Syracuse, so I'll probably stay around there. The defensive line for this program has been one of the strengths now for the past two or three years. How much did that play a factor in your decision to come play for the Orange? Oh, I mean, that, that played a big role, you know, going to a place that has some history of the position, you know, Dwight Freeney and Chandler Jones and, you know, Alton Robinson and Kendall Coleman uh, going to the draft this year. So that was kind of big for me to see that. So I know you talked about your speed maybe isn't running back standards, but we did see, I think it was Syracuse.com had an article that said you ran a 40 at 4.53 at one point. What is like your average yeah. 40 time? Yeah, I was going to say I saw that, and I have no idea where that came from. The fact that I <laughs> ran was a 4.78. I was going to say that. Say, yeah. yeah, a 4.53, that's, that's crazy. I'm not sure where they I got I think you got to take it, though, it. right? Yeah, yeah just I'll run with it. it no pun intended. Maybe they got your, your shuttle time <laughs> there or something, something else and yeah, misquoted it. Yeah, that's probably what I learned. All right, so the official number is 4.78. We can get confirmation on that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Last right. Maybe it'll be four, five, three fast. by the time you're at yeah. the NFL Combine or something like that. Is that your goal now? Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be. <laughs> One thing that's been so impressive to me, especially this past week, is when we see this wave of commits coming in. You know, all those Twitter edits and videos and stuff that gets put out on social media, that isn't really the university. That's Syracuse fans putting that stuff mm-hmm. out. How impressed have you been by seeing all of that stuff on social media, not just for yourself, but for some of your fellow 2021 commits? I mean, yeah, it's amazing. Cause when I, when I first, you know, was uh, getting offered by Syracuse, I saw like a bunch of edits. I was like, Oh, Syracuse making these. And then I figured I was just fans. And so I've actually been talking to them. They've made a bunch of edits for me and even like posting the, the top decision, my top schools, and I'm going to make a decision just like the comments were just flooded with Syracuse fans, you know, wishing me the best of luck wherever I went and said that, you know, they really wanted me there. So that was huge for me to see. What's been the coolest thing you've seen a Syracuse fan make for you on social media or something like that? Um, well, there's one guy like Cuse Edits, and he's making like yeah. these draft day stuff. He's got like me going out the, the locker. It's, it's crazy. I mean, these guys are creative as hell. It's unbelievable. Do you think that, uh, plays a factor for like a recruit or a high school kid like in your position when you see that stuff and you see Syracuse in the comments section like did that impact your decision at all I mean definitely you know you got one school that offers you and, and like you know you post it and there's nothing you got Syracuse you post it and there's 50 fans you know DMing you and, and commenting and making edits it kind of makes it an easy decision to go to a place that's got you know fans like that any of the DMs just kind of weird or creepy that you get? Um, I mean, no, not too much. I've had I got one DM that was asking me if I could palm a basketball. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can palm a basketball. <laughs> I don't know where this coming from. <laughs> was that a Syracuse fan that sent you that? No, it was just some random dude. Oh, okay. That's even weirder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know how we segue from that, but um, yeah. so. We saw it. Sam Heckle is another guy from Wisconsin. Syracuse maybe hasn't recruited Wisconsin a ton. Um, did you ever get a chance to meet Sam Heckle or talk to him maybe while you were deciding on Syracuse at all? Yeah, he uh, he DM'd me on, on Twitter. He was just kind of talking about where he was from in Wisconsin. I was asking him a couple of questions. 
because I like Syracuse. And so he was kind of saying, you know, keep the Wisconsin pipeline alive. So I thought that was pretty cool. What else did he tell you about the whole transition from playing in, in the Midwest and, and going so far away from home to a place like Syracuse? Um, I mean, I didn't talk to him too much, but you know, from what, what I've heard is, it, you know, it's, it's a it's a big transition, but, you know, they're going to help you through it. What's it like playing high school football in Wisconsin? Because I'd imagine, I mean, obviously Big Ten country there, a lot of good offensive linemen there, I'd imagine. You're, you're probably going up against some of the best high school linemen in the country, I'd guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my opinion, though, Wisconsin is one of the most underrated football states in the country. You know, you got a lot of dudes that, that love football and, and just have some grit because, you know, it gets cold, man. And really, when it gets cold like that, oh, yeah. you know, the people that love football are the, are the guys that are playing. I'm from Illinois, so I know that that brisk coldness that comes in. But, I mean, Wisconsin's mm-hmm. different, man. I, I I had friends that went to college up at Marquette, and they're always – I mean, we always kind of had that common bond. It's we get dumped on with snow and then we've got some of our friends that are down at, at UT Austin and they're, they're sweating all winter long mm-hmm. pretty much, but it, yeah. it hits different, definitely up in Wisconsin. What, what, so you're going from a guy who's playing outdoors in some of the harshest, coldest conditions. And now you're going and in playing inside of a dome. Are you looking forward to that? Absolutely. You know, the, the, uh, saying that to my mom, she loved it because she doesn't like the cold and watching the game. So having the dome and it's going to be 70 degrees, you know, my mom, my family, they really like that. That's funny. That'll, that'll make mom happy for sure. All right, fun stuff with Hayden Nelson. And guess what? We're only halfway home through this interview. We will have part two out for you tomorrow. We'll get into more of the competition aspect. There's a lot of D linemen coming into Syracuse, as many as four so far. And we are still very, very early in the cycle. So he'll talk about embracing that competition aspect tomorrow. Also, what it's going to be like for him moving out to the Northeast for the next four to five years. So that's all coming up in tomorrow's episode of the show. Be sure to check that out and give us a follow at LO underscore Syracuse for all the updates on when that episode releases And you can get to it right away the second that it comes out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So for Tim and Hayden, I'm Tyler. We will talk to you with Hayden Nelson once again tomorrow.